0: What is going on everybody this is Jerry here with Christian collective podcast episode 23 Christian how are you doing I'm cold I'm super cold I feel bad for you the, the polar vortex is gonna kill us all do you want me to give you a hug right
1: now Climate change, global warming it's gonna kill global warming it's gonna kill I mean global cooling it's gonna kill us all <laughs> it's
0: it's negative 55 degrees out we're all gonna die Jerry I think it's more convincing that you're in a hood and then you're going to really convince me of my points of climate change.
1: I'm a, uh, uh I, I'm being a uh, a rapper today. I'm I, I'm gonna drop the, uh, I'm gonna drop a, a beat. <laughs>
0: you're gonna drop a beat. Yeah. You have the computer. Yeah. No. no. What do I have to lose? Uh, oh, you, you're you're well, hearing your sanity. <laughs> if if I haven't lost it already.
1: Oh, well, of course. But uh, so Jerry, last week's episode, Black Sun, the Seven Seal, success. I got a lot of feedback from it. One in one in particular, Mister Mister Joseph Volante. After me, 15 seconds, he is mentioned on the podcast. Gives me a uh, text. He texts me. He goes, uh, "All right, listen to the podcast." And I'm like, Yeah, know what you think of it?" I'm confused. And I'm like, "We all are."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Joe. That's the only way I said to him. I'm like, "We're we we're, we're
0: all confused." But he's yeah. but like he wasn't he kind of like in no one's about everything.
1: No, he knew the he, you know what I'm saying it was so long ago that I think he forgot the, the script and I forgot it too, so
0: I thought he wrote it cuz of how confusing oh it was. Oh my god, I was
1: confused. I'm am still confused. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what um what's going on.
0: You know what's less confusing than that, though? What? It is our special guest who will be coming on momentarily, Justin Sarich. Justin Sarich has been in the journalism field for quite a long time. He actually worked with me with Broken Records Magazine, uh, worked with The Advance. Which means you also worked with me too. That yes, Broken exactly. Records
1: Magazine. <laughs> uh, no, it's, you wonder what's funny about having Justin on is that w- when I arrived to set up, we were talking about the Seven Seal episode, and we realized that the first, he did a podcast many, many moons ago, and we were his first guest. And what were we talking about? The we were promoting seal. Black Sun to Seven Seals, so it's that to, is ironic. So though. it is so has officially come full circle, Jerry, with Justin. It uh, is
0: now the sun.
1: Oh yes, yeah, so now it's. Uh, uh, so what were we talking to, talking to him about, Jerry?
0: We're gonna talk to him about just life in general. It's been about like two years now, I think, since I've last seen him. So I want to catch up with him. I want you to watch uncomfortably as I catch up with him and to look into my beautiful eyes that no one else thinks is beautiful.
1: Yeah, which will be another one of those Jerry-led episodes where I just sit in the corner and be quiet. And... But now you get to stare at me and do it, it's since is- we're on camera now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, as always, guys, uh, hit the subscribe button, hit the download button on all of your, uh, apps, all the, um, podcasting apps. Uh, One's Light, for example. Uh anchor stitcher pocket casts all of our great sponsors there as well um watch us on youtube subscribe to youtube hit the bell on the side so you know when we're dropping all of our videos uh collective gaming still going on Mm -hmm. i got the everdrive the super everdrive finally i like it yeah so we're uh we're going to be
0: pushing forward with more jerry episodes of him just winning at mario party and if you haven't found me on Craigslist, my name is Christian Caputo. Oh,
1: well, there you go. So, uh, I guess that drops all of our, uh, house cleaning in terms of, uh, the podcast. So let's, uh, let's get to it. Let's interview. get to
2: it.
0: Let's, uh, let's do some, uh, let's do some interviewing, Jerry. Love it. What is going on, Collective Podcast here, episode 23. We are with the one and only... Justin Sarachin. Live
3: and in the house.
0: <laughs> Justin, how the hell are you?
3: It's been a while, man. Um, so, Gerard and I have known each other for, what, like eight or nine years? Going on ten. Going on ten years. And for the last three years, I haven't seen him, and he's lived like three blocks away from me.
0: That's what usually happens. It's that neighborhood neglect. And I do apologize <laughs> for the miscommunications in this house.
3: No, it's there's no miscommunication. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's it's all love. We're living lives. We're old. We're old men now.
0: Yeah, I'm old in my twenties.
3: We're yeah, I'm thirty. We're not. So our, you're young. Yeah, yeah. We're not in our youthful uh, Broken Records magazine days anymore, where we just kind of made up things and drove places, and cars overheated, and you left me.
0: <laughs> cars overheat. Holy shit. <laughs> wow.
3: I that story the other day. <laughs> it, oh was my fresh, it was fresh on my head. It's a good story.
0: <laughs> it is oh a good God. story. That's so long ago.
3: Should we tell it? Yeah, oh, why America? not? Tell it. Tell, tell it. it tell so it. It, was, uh, it was back in the day. Shout out to Scott Volweiler uh, owner of, well, I'm not sure what they're doing right now, but Broken Records Magazine. Uh, Gerard had got me to be in, in uh, BRM. And uh, the first assignment we ever did, or I ever did, was Scream It Like You Mean It, right? Such a good that festival. 2010, maybe? Yeah. 2011. So Gerard's like, I have all these interviews booked. Uh, you can come with me. Um, and then I, I drove, and my car was kind of on the fritz at that point, uh, but not as fritzy as I, it was a lot fritzier than I thought, to keep using that word. Um, so when we got over the bridge into New Jersey, my car just overheated and died. Yeah. And I basically just made it over onto the service road and parked in front of someone's house, and my car overheated. Um, so this this nice Spanish woman came out and gave us water bottles, and I drank some. It was super hot too. Yeah. I was just pouring it's it like on it my engine to cool to cool it down. And Gerard, I guess Gerard called his mom, and I went to call my mom because I need to figure out what I was doing. I turn around, Gerard is gone. So Gerard called his mom to come pick him up to bring him to Starland Ballroom. Didn't even tell me. He just left me with my car. (laughs) So then my mom comes and she picks me up. She drives me to Starland. We only missed one interview, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like way early. We missed one and then I missed one. Right. But we got everybody else. I had a
0: backup camera.
3: Yeah. And uh, we wound up getting a ride home with the WSIA people. Shout out to oh Jenna, God. Melinda, wow. Nicole Giordano. Uh, there was a couple other people in the now car. Now it's really coming back. There was to like you, dude. six people in a car that should have been for four people, and we got it back to my car, and we drove home with the heat on blasting to get the heat out of the engine, um, in like ninety degree weather, blasting heat. Uh, luckily, we're both on the South Shore. Uh, and I made it home.
0: And no one drank that night.
3: Yeah, it was uh, a <laughs> the most quiet experience. Thing. That's a great way to open up a podcast. Oh yeah, to tell you the relationship that I Thursdays have with Gerard, for a who leaves f- me on the side of the road, doesn't even tell me. <laughs>
1: was, w- was this before you used me for Broken Records for the vintage? probably right before <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, that was that was, that, was, that was like our first interview was. Uh, who was it? it was uh, what's his name from Australia? Cody Simpson. Oh, yeah, Cody Simpson. Cody Simpson
0: was like 2011.
1: Yeah, and I didn't drive I drove, but I didn't go over bridges and stuff because I was afraid to. <laughs> so and then Kenny had so to pull us So a we favor. had we had Clug's drive us to where was it, Long Island? Long Island. We we had Clug's drive us to Long Island and we all bought this was like the drive. first time. This is the first time we ever like like I knew Clug's but it was like the first time we ever like we're in a car and we bonded over like Tony Hawk Pro Skater music. Even it's, I had yeah. something to add to the conversation.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that's my story. So <laughs> that's that's Gerard, everybody. Yeah. Hi. Am, am I in the camera? Yeah. yeah, you are. I don't know. It feels like it's giving me the nah, side I eye. I see you. Oh, man, that's good. You you gotta, you you're you're space, all right? leveled in you. you go. I'm good, man. Yeah, you can. I can't look at the camera. I'm trying to look at Gerard, but he's scary. <laughs>
0: I'm a pretty scary guy, dude. What can I say? Yeah, he's a scary guy. So Justin, I wanted to hear like uh, now I know you've gotten more expanded in journalism recently, doing stuff with Rapzilla. But I'm curious though, like, do you actually still do music at any point?
3: Like my own my own music, like your uh, own rap
0: music and stuff like that.
3: Well, that's a funny story. Um, so my band Process of Fusion actually predates me being a journalist. It's our tenth, actually, 2008 was 10 years. Oh wow! Um, and 2000 <laughs> what was it a couple of weeks ago it actually been the 10 10 year anniversary of the first show with like Dylan and Rose and and everybody in the band
0: yeah because it was you Pat and somebody else like it's your first first show right? yeah my friend
3: Steve and then the next show was was Mike who we talked about before gotcha uh nope other way first show was Mike and then it was Steve then we had this guy named Jeremy um then we had Sam Caputo and then now we have Joe Mark always going through drummers oh we had manny like twice for two different occasions oh yeah i heard um, when
0: manny was in the van
3: but uh yeah so we we started working on a 14 track full length album uh two years ago or almost three years ago now in 2016 uh and it took us two years to record it we finally finished it last march and since march we had been waiting to get the mixes and masters back from the studio and they just weren't coming and we're like hey man uh you know it's been like six months, seven months, eight months. Are we going to get it? Yeah, it's coming in July. Yeah, it's coming in August. We only got like two tracks back. So finally, we were just like, hey, it's almost been a year. Can we just have all of the stems, all of the mixes and everything? And we're just going to go somewhere else to get it mixed. Yeah. Um, that finally happened two weeks ago. So now um, I brought the a hard drive filled with 140 gigs of our music. Oh, my God. Uh, to a friend oh, man. who's gonna, basically a computer's worth of files brought it to my friend um he's gonna mix it down master it and maybe we will finally have an album within the next like month or so after about a year of just sitting don't on you feel nothing.
0: like recording is a hero's journey
3: yeah it's 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 a it's a blast but like when you have five people and then two vocalists then you're doing all this weird prog stuff that's like five six seven minutes long um we had to go drive two hours uh, into Long Island to record where we used to record. Um, the guy was always super booked. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not going to mention Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had a great time <clears throat> recording with him. Super solid dude. Um, the best recording experience I ever had, but unfortunately it, it ended kind of bad in that way. Right. Um, but, I mean, we, we did great work there. Um, but it was like, say, it was like, okay, you could come in January 30th. All right, when's the next date available? April 15th. So it was like, that's why it took like two years. It's literally now or never. Right, right. So we just had to pound out like 10, 13-hour days of recording. Um, so f- hopefully that's going to come. The album's called The Parallel and Perpendicular. Um, I, I got the, the hip-hop itch again. I actually have an entire EP produced and written, uh, self-produced and written. Um I produced a beat last night, actually, that I'm gonna do a collab with somebody on named Thomas Anucci. I was gonna say I'll volunteer myself. (laughs) (laughs) He's from Hawaii. He won the Hawaiian equivalent of a Grammy award. Oh, nice! Um, So we're gonna do this track together. Um, That'll be my first foray back into hip hop in like six years, and then I I want to drop my EP after my band's album comes out. Um, So, yeah is moving got a lot of stuff happening this that year. goes
0: about saying so where to begin on that so i'm curious with all the recording stuff you've had was there ever that one like mix you've gotten back you feel like you killed it so well like in the process but then you hear it you're like holy shit i messed up so many times
3: uh well it's it's funny because how how we recorded is we we do like five takes of every single part at least well for me it's going to be vocals so we kind of like comped it the best parts of the five takes together so I never really got a mix that I was like ah man you know I could have done that better yeah maybe there's like one song where like looking back since it took two years to record looking back like (laughs) now I'm I'm so so much more familiar with that song like I could have went in and did that so much better I could have did it in a different way but when it was two years ago it was still like trying to figure it out it's just evolving right Um, but also it's it's funny because I'm pretty monotone I think and so like I'll be in the vocal booth and I'm like screaming my brains out yelling I'm giving it my all and then it comes back and it's and we listen to the track and it's like yo and I'm like what? I was like I can't even breathe how did that happen? so like Justin you gotta push harder I'm like push harder I got nothing left so then then I'm like turning purple about to have an asthma attack and then I finally get there but, like, I guess, like, my perception of what I actually sound like is way different. Um, but I'm trying. I'm doing, I am gotcha. doing. I'm doing the best I can. I know this struggle's real for us rappers
0: sometimes. I'm, I'm doing the best. Or you as a rapper sometimes. <laughs> I'm doing the best they can, man. <laughs> so, uh, kind of to jump a little bit with Rapzilla, like, now you've had your journalism background for a long time. What... Do you feel like you have some sort of, like, patterns that are similar with how you write your rap songs and then how you write, like, your articles and stuff like that? Do you kind of follow a pattern as far as, like, with schemes and stuff like that, like, in your story?
3: It's interesting because somebody once asked me after I interviewed them and they saw the article. They said, are you a rapper? And I was like, kind of. I would say, like, unofficially. And he goes, I could tell by the way you wrote your article. And I was like, that's interesting like I I wasn't he's like your your articles seem to have some sort of flow to it. Yeah. Um I never really picked up on that before. There's certain things I think sometimes I'll try to be like a little clever or wordy intentionally. Maybe that's like an MC mind coming out a little sure. bit in the song. But for me it's it's kind of it's kind of two different brains where you know music I'm very focused like ultra personally and trying to, you know, you know, you're working on that rhyme and just trying to fit things together like a puzzle where when I'm writing, my total focus is that subject. I want to tell the most incredible story ever, even if the story is not that incredible. Like I have to make it super interesting. Um, and I'm just trying to like, what would make people want to click on this and make a person who might be like a one out of 10, let's say, what would make him seem like a star to the people reading this? Yeah. So it, it's kind of like a different gear, but I guess maybe subconsciously they uh, they go together. No, that's fair enough.
0: I mean, I could definitely, now having kind of somewhat of a similar background, like doing journalism and then hip hop and then kind of like interchanging them. Yeah. I kind of sense that a little bit, even in my own writing. Like mm-hmm. I'll, tr- I'll when I write something like an article, I'll always try to have, some sort of schematic that I'm going to find
3: interesting. Right.
0: Sometimes that's a strength, but more often than not, it could be a weakness because it's only subjective to you.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, often what I do is I, I basically write my story while I'm interviewing the person in, a, in the sense that, like, I kind of, like, bookmark ideas. So I might be talking to you, and you tell me something, and right away that thing you told me, bam, that's the story right here. So I kind of, like, make a mental note. That's going to be a story. Uh, And then you might talk about something else. And I'm like, okay, that's totally unrelated, but that's a different story. So I I tend to at least try to get two stories out of every interview that I do so I can take it in two different places without, you know, sometimes you don't want to get like a disjointed story. Like talking about A and B, they're both interesting things. Why should I cut one? I'll make two stories out of it. Yeah. And I'll space them out like a week apart. Um, If my interviews are like 20 minutes – I hate it. Like, I don't I don't want an artist to be like, yeah, you only got 20 minutes. I don't want to talk to you. I can't get to know you. I can't break down any walls if that If you're we not have.
0: talking for an hour, like, there's almost right. no point.
3: Like, for me, and and I kind of pride myself and when someone tells me 20, 25 minutes, I'll get a good, I'll get in good. And then I'll be like, so how are we doing on time? And then most of the time, like, nah, man, we're good. I'm having a good time. So uh, my average interview, I'd say, is around 40 minutes. Somewhere between Not forty bad. minutes to an hour, and in that time, I feel like I can, I can seduce you into telling me anything, including your social security number. I'll get that information. All right, and I'll, tell I'll you right, that right now. Oh my God, no! <laughs> so I actually had this prepared. He had it in his pocket.
0: <laughs> I've had this in my wallet my whole time. He's, he's,
1: he's serenading you with his uh, <laughs> his, uh, his social
0: security questions. number. <laughs>
1: It's like so what does this so so how do you like this would be like the question be like so so, what was your inspiration for like the for like the third song on your album? Also, what's your social security number?
3: <laughs> the, does it does it line up correctly with the digits? <laughs> yes,
2: yes. Well, you know with the rhythm and the flow
1: of it. By the way, uh, my, it's, it,
3: it's, song my t- So, track three. That's the first letter. That's, right? that's the that's first five, number, right? That's the first number. That's the first number, right? <laughs> yeah, it's in numerical th- order. <laughs> my social security number is one through ten. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> Who would have known? Who would have known it was that easy to take? No, like you could have picked it
0: yourself idea. or something. <laughs> so, so now, what's your opinion as far as, like, of op-eds? As far as, do you feel like there's too many op-eds out in, like, the media? Uh,
3: I think, I mean, one of the things that I was taught um, in school, I did learn things in school. I did enjoy school, everybody, <laughs> um, especially journalism. Journalism, school, I enjoyed. Um, they basically, I had a teacher who says, When you're a journalist, nobody cares about your opinion. You're there to tell a story and to do a job. You're not putting any twist on it. You're not doing anything. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, tell the story. Tell the facts. Get them as accurate and correct as you can. Double check, fact check. Um, But now everything's an opinion piece because everyone's got a freaking opinion on something. Or you have news organizations like you have Fox is super conservative when you have CNN that's super liberal. And, of course, they take their own spin, but then they say they're fair and balanced journalism. Like, no, neither of you are. Exactly. If you're ta- if you're taking a stance and you can't, like, correctly talk about you're something. You're pretty much endorsing whoever at the moment. Right, right, right. So everything, including the news, is an op-ed. Um, I think they're necessary when you're the right person to say it. I think the problem is that every person thinks that they have a platform and the right and the ability to speak on subjects, and maybe only one out of ten of those people should have any say in that. And Maybe some people shouldn't talk about it at all. Everyone's got an opinion on Facebook. My mind has never been changed.
0: Everyone's on Collective Podcast. You know,
3: it's funny the people who have the most opinions on Facebook are usually the people that are just talking to people that have the same opinions as them. Yeah. But it's geared at people who don't have the same opinion as them, but they're not friends with those people. So it's just people liking to talk, hear their own opinion, and talk to themselves. Um, so it, like I, I guess to sum it up, I think I think opinion pieces are necessary, but I think the right people need to do them. Like, be qualified to speak about this. Like, I'm not going to go and write an op-ed about what I think about Donald Trump and the economy and the political stances of the United States. I'm a music journalist. Nobody, yeah. nobody cares. If you yeah. want to ask me about the current state of independent hip hop or, or Christian music, which is most of the music I've covered in my career, or what it's like to be a freelance journalist, I got stories for days. I'm qualified. I could tell you that. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, no. Like, I could take it or leave it.
0: Fair enough. So, uh, when it comes down to, like, Rapzilla and what you're writing, like, now and everything like that, and the relationships you've had over time, who are some people you've gotten to be very good friends with, like, in your years of interviewing people? Like, you were big with, like, well, you're still big with Christian rap music and stuff like that, so do you have, like, some good personal friends that you've, like, established over time?
3: Oh, yeah, Uh, especially in that sphere, because Rapzilla covers Christian hip-hop, uh, it's the biggest, um... News source for it in the world, um, and it's actually in hip hop in general. It's ranked, I think, top fifteen. So it's a big site, regardless of what it's covering. I've made a ton of friends there. Um, if you've heard of this this group, uh, Social Club. Oh yeah, Capital yeah. Records. They, you know, they've charted. They've they've been on TV. Uh, I've known
0: about No Big Deal through you.
3: No big deal is 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 a very cool dude uh i I met him in person i've interviewed him maybe five times i met him in person a couple months ago in manhattan he's coming through uh march 3rd on his solar tour to brooklyn he's planning on meeting up with him there oh nice um yeah i mean i've interviewed i wouldn't say i'm friends with i'm not friends with him at all he has no idea who i am but if everyone has seen nf He's got millions and millions oh, of yeah. streams. And he's that's ever. Amazing. I interviewed him before he was like NF. I think he had like five thousand Facebook followers. Now, Get out of here! Now he's got like twenty five million.
0: One of his oh songs, yeah, one of his songs has like I think three to four hundred million plays. He's one of on the YouTube.
3: biggest artists in the world, and nobody talks about him. Yeah. So I kind of felt like I was like, yes, I was in there. I the was ground listening floor. to his song Why the other day at the gym. It's huge. That's it's he's everywhere. A very low-key guy. Never gets in trouble, never gets any bad press because he doesn't do any press. It's genius. If you don't say anything, people will just listen to your music and you can live a happy life. If you're like, I want to go on and do a a radio tour and then say dumb things or get myself in hot water, then people get mad at you. But if you say nothing and just let the marketing take care of your brand, gold. And NF's brand is amazing. It's so consistent. Um, Other friends I've made... You know, a lot of a lot of smaller artists, mid tier artists. i I uh I talk to Mac Lethal every once in a while. Not, oh Mac not Lethal a, not a, not Jerry's, a, a Jerry's buddy. <laughs> not a not a, a Christian hip hop artist, but I mean every time every time I see him dude, his YouTube New York, videos now yeah. they're
0: blowing up. He's
3: amazing. Uh, he's he's Repeat an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. It's always love when I see him. Um you know, I'm still, he's been very elusive for me trying to get that Mac Lethal interview that I've been trying to get for seven years already. It's, it's going to happen this year. I'm, I'm feeling
0: it. I still remember we were at that uh, diner and I talked, to him, I talked to him about Kay Reno and he's flipping out. He's like, how the fuck do you know who Kay Reno is? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, I mean, but he, he knows everyone. He's been around for so long and killing it independently. All, you know, all on his own um, and just in ingenious ways. He figured out Things that worked, and he did it, and he's successful, and he's got kids, and he's got a wife, and he's got a nice house, and he's able to make money off of just him being creative. Hey, so shout up, out, though. shout out to Mac Lethal, living the American dream without giving all his money away to a label. It only took him maybe We're like not closed yeah, off that. it's like never yeah. good night. Guys. I mean, it it took him like what twelve years, eleven years, but I I'm sure it's it's definitely worth it now. All that grind, right, to get there.
0: So, kind of got a throwback question, as you did your throwback Thursday story with me. <laughs> so, you had your uh, Broken Records Collective Cypher, which I watch maybe once a year. <laughs> yeah. Astounding work, of course. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, I I was curious to know, is if you guys redid that Broken Records Cypher, like, now, who do you think would be the best person?
3: I mean, the best two are still going to be Freestyle Fam, because yeah. uh, they're amazing rappers um well funny story about that my my verse should have never started off and that wasn't supposed to be the verse that i spit my verse was so much better um but when it came time to film it i totally forgot it totally forgot what the verse was so i was like i have to rap something i know so i literally rapped like the first rap verse i ever wrote which sounded like it when you watch the video when the video was over i was able to recite the whole verse that i was supposed to Oh my when god. It was, but That's it, ridiculous. it was done. And I was like, come on. I, I'm so bad at memorizing lyrics. Um, I think I would. Well, the Freestyle Fan would still be the best. Uh, I think I, I could. Uh, I would give them a run for their money. Oh they, man! They'd. They'd. You, hear, you heard it first. They'd still twenty out of ten me, but I. I had at least. I'd at least go seven point five. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone there is, is super talented. I mean, Sig Sig doesn't rap anymore. Uh, so.
0: You know me and him work together, right?
3: Yeah. At the JCC. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Sig don't rap anymore, so I don't know how he'd be. Vinny's still doing music. Um, I'm sure Vinny, Vinny would would do well. Um, I mean, yeah, that was that was it. It was what the five of us. Um, I mean everyone would still bring it. I I, gotcha. I I'll just say that I would be much better oh man you i was I'm not gonna be the best, but I'll be better than that that two and a half out of ten that I threw out to lead off the video that probably made everybody shut it off. right you, yeah.
0: <laughs> you gotta drop those op eds you gotta drop those op
1: eds um did you see the uh do- Whoa.
3: let there be did, you, the just,
1: did you see the um uh, the documentary uh about the the fire festival on Netflix I watched both you watched both watched the one on Hulu
3: the Hulu Hulu one was more accurate yeah because the people who ran the the fire festival um, are the ones who made it on Netflix so that's super biased oh okay of course they didn't do anything wrong they're like oh this guy Billy he did everything wrong he was bad blah 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 so if you watch the one on Hulu they even say it at the end that Netflix is making their own one and it's created by the guys who did the marketing for the original Fire Festival? Hmm. But you need to watch both. Yeah,
1: I didn't. I didn't like. I kept hearing about. It. Like, I kept seeing memes on Facebook. Like, what is what? Oh, of that I, guy?
3: Yeah, because I do you know it? If you know about it now?
1: No, like I know a little <laughs> bit of. Like, I I went. I did did like a Google search on it today because I was like, what is this? Why do I keep seeing this? Like, ten what? years in Cause, fucking jail. Because I don't. I don't. I remember yeah. hearing about. Search more. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing about it, but I don't really know like what what really went on like I have an idea but I don't know
3: exactly like are you asking me to tell you about yes, it yes okay, <laughs> okay. My, I'm, 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 well, well I'm leading first of all I, I would say that 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 Ja Rule got out of this whole thing scot-free yes he did. because you watched the doc I didn't watch the doc but I know the story but it was basically Ja Rule and the, it was basically Ja Rule's idea uh for this they, they they created this app it was a fire app and it was basically like Tim uh I'm just gonna say Timber Tinder for booking artists. So, like, really rich people could, oh, could open up. Oh, he talked
0: about this yeah. on one of his interviews. Really yeah.
3: rich people could open up and they'd be like, uh, Ja Rule, swipe up. Yeah, I'll book him. Like that. Or swipe, no. I
0: think he did that on Nori's podcast. He spoke about right. this. Yeah.
3: So, he became friends with, with this other guy. It was his named Billy McFarlane, right? Yes. Um, and he was just like, hey, why don't we turn this into a festival? So, they went to this island in the Bahamas. They did all this stuff that the Bahamas people told them don't do. They did it. So they kicked them off the island. It was an island that was owned by El Chapo. And they said, do not mention El Chapo. Do not promote anything about El Chapo. This is completely different. When they dropped the first advertisement, they're like, El Chapo's former island. Like they just, <laughs> so the, so the, the, the Bahaman government went and they're like, you, you guys got to get out. So they found another location. Um, and now they only had three months to plan this festival where they were expecting like 100,000 people to come. Uh, the space they had was way too small. It was like basically trying to fit uh, a baseball stadium's worth of people on on a high school football field. Oh, God. Uh, they promised all of these these high luxury rooms that were going for like, some of, tents. For like hundreds of thousands of dollars. They were FEMA tents. Yeah, they, they were leftover yeah. FEMA tents, which they had them all set up, and then the night before there was a crazy storm, so they all got wiped out. Anyway, uh, all the artists were not paid, uh, so they all dropped out last minute. Uh, so basically, you had an island where all these thousands of people showed up, and there was nothing—no lodging, no artists, no structure, no food. They were promised gourmet food from gourmet chefs. Um, the set, that one piece they, of salad. Yeah, yeah, they, they were. They, That's a meme of It time. was like a crazy budget. It was, it was like, it was like two. It was like five million dollars budget for food. And the guy was like, "All right, well, we only have a hundred thousand dollars allocated for food. How are we gonna pay these guys five million? He's like, "Well, just fire them and get somebody else. This is like a week away. So you, you're you're now gonna tell somebody, "Hey, we need a hundred thousand dollars worth of food in a week for way too many people. Uh, so basically, all it came out to was like a piece of bread. With with a piece of cheese and lettuce, and that's what everyone ate while they were there. What? But but they had about two million dollars worth of booze, so everybody oh, so everyone was just hammered on the island. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, ton of people didn't get paid. they um, are gonna do a horror movie. This about poor it. this poor woman on the island who basically uh, let them use her restaurant and all of her workers and everything they slaved away for three or four months, sometimes twenty four hours a day. Not one of those people got paid. that woman actually had to go in her own savings and take out $75,000 of her own savings, her whole life savings, and pay all of her workers who did all that work, and now she has nothing. They started a GoFundMe for her. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it was just, just people owed millions of dollars, and then when it all went down and he got, like, arrested or whatever, he was still scheming while he was in prison doing other things, like a Live Nation scheme or, like, be like oh we're offering tickets to um the grammy awards we have them for 500 blah blah blah, and the people would buy the ticket and then they'd go and they'd be like we don't sell tickets for the grammy awards like what is this and then they'd be like oh you know whatever and they would use that money to pay off something else and then they'd do another scam. so almost like a pyramid sort of scheme. scheme so um yeah so he's selling tickets for the grammys selling tickets for through things that nobody's selling tickets for but he got them so these people were paying thousands of dollars and they don't exist uh so yeah it's not a not a good person very say the least. i mean brilliant person yeah because of the way that he was able to manipulate and take advantage of people but you know serial killers are brilliant too that's how exactly. they get away with being serial killers yeah. doesn't mean they're good people
1: yeah like that ted bundy movie that's coming I,
3: out. yeah I, I i gotta see that documentary on netflix i'm curious yeah i'm curious has way that. too much stuff to watch man it's like every single day they're adding something to netflix my list is like 50 shows deep
0: i usually just watch star trek oh well that, that's
3: yeah. easy yeah. you keep it easy yeah
0: if you weren't covering <laughs> music like what would you cover like what type of topic would you really want to cover if it wasn't music oh man you,
3: you hit me with a jab um <laughs> What do I like wrestling. Oh, besides no, music? No, nah, I had to give up wrestling. I was taking too much of my time, and I was not getting the desired results, <laughs> uh, which no nobody seems to, but they keep watching it. Uh, I would definitely, I'd love to, like, when I'm, like, 50 and I'm just sick of music, it might happen by the time I'm 40, I'd love to be, like, a baseball, 45. a baseball beat writer where my job is I just wake up, I hop on a plane with the baseball team, follow them around, write about that, put it out at 10 o'clock at night, and that's it. I just get to hang out with baseball players all day. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, what else? What else do I like to write about? I, I love film. I mean, I'd love to do, like, away from writing. Like, I'd love to, like, work on a show. Or, like, I got really excited, you know, working at Phoenix, which uh, I actually didn't mention. So I work at Phoenix Studios. Uh, right now I do social media marketing and strategies and uh some promotions but they're doing a ton of shows and podcasts and different things that they're launching and i saw them so they, you're saying we have a future yeah <laughs> they have a studio that that you know 4k studio green screen lighting everything they can live stream i mean equipped with everything i saw that and i was oh, like oh babe, you gotta get me in there yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, tony Hansen, this is the guy um so I was super excited. I was like, I got to get involved with this place. They have a label and and artist management and recording, all the things that I like to do. And it's like 10 minutes away from my house. Amazing. Which is is a big commute for me because normally the commute's from my bed to my computer. (laughs) So, so, you know. got to get in my car and it's cold, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. And just seeing, you know, how everything's coming together there, I was like, wow. Got to get involved to like one of these shows. I'd love to like help produce or set up or. You know, even writing or researching and, and getting a talk show together. Um, I, I did study film in college, too. I have a minor in cinema studies. Oh, cool. A lot of people do, but, like, I actually, like... Hey, hey. <laughs> no, no, no. No. <laughs> no, but I'm not saying that is a knock. I had
0: a camera.
3: Because a lot of people are just like, yeah, I'm just going to take cinema studies because I get to watch movies and it's cool. And the minor part is, is easier because yeah. you're taking classes. But, like, me, like, I actually, like, if I didn't like journalism so much, I probably would have went to be like a film major and really pursued that but I was like you know what I like it um, but you know, I think I'm a better writer and more interested in that facet so I'll take that as a minor and maybe one day I can use that so like this was the opportunity I was like I could use it, yeah. I could use it, I could do it it's the degree <laughs> yeah so I, I'd love to go in that direction someday and, and do something um, I don't know man I picked all of the backup plans that Aren't great backup plans. Like, what do you want to be? I want to be. Uh, it's like first, I want to be a baseball player. That's a really unobtainable dream. Pick something else. All right, famous musician. All right, you're, you're gonna have to keep <laughs> trying. All right, I'm gonna be a journalist. Doable. You're not gonna make a lot of money. I'm gonna be
0: Michael Jordan as a baseball player.
3: <laughs> as a baseball player who then writes the column about his game <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Michael Jordan as a baseball player still got to be pretty good. Yeah, still got to be pretty and, good.
1: And then gets kidnapped by by Bugs Bunny, and
3: uh, right I, I, isn't that the American? Then, then he got into film, yeah. so that would have been my great path. I played basketball, played baseball, got to be in a movie. When I was really young, I wanted to be, I wanted to do animation or illustration. So the whole Bugs Bunny would have made my life full <laughs> full, full, full circle.
0: To reference Base Game, it's dreams that you could reach at arm's length. Right, cool.
3: you just you just you just give it that little that little extra stretch at the end.
0: <laughs> There's my dad joke for tonight. Oh, there. There's only
3: there's only one dad here, and it's Gerard. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. oh, yeah. Already. Dad. <laughs> daddy Gerard? <laughs> <laughs> Immune to the Maury joke.
3: DG. DG over DG. here.
0: DG. That should be my daddy name.
3: D- DGU. You're like the, <laughs> <DG>. the MCU <laughs> universe, but it's it's Gerard.
0: Oh, man. Oh, so, so now, speaking of, like, some hip-hop stuff, what was your first ever rap name?
3: Uh, my first ever rap, well, illegitimate rap name was was Jafro. Don't even ask me. Uh, so my my cousin, uh, growing up, back when you had to like put your your initials at the end of like a high score for a video game. Mm. Uh, his was always Fro because he had like really like nappy froey hair. Um, you know he's my older cousin. We kind of look alike. I looked up to him. So. I made it different, and my name was, was Justin, so I made it like Jafro, G-A-Fro. Um, and then I realized this is really dumb. So I, I knew this guy who used to call me Sick Boy because he said I was crazy. I would, like, jump off of stuff and do stuff. So he used to call me Sick Boy. So I was like, all right, I'll be Sick Boy, and I'll drop this. I'll drop <laughs> the C, and I'll just do it with the K, and then I'll do the hip-hop thing and drop the Y and put an I. Um, so I was Sick Boy. That was my rap name. And then now that I'm an old man, I can't be a sick man, that just sounds So then, so then you'll be a young sick boy. Yeah, so old, old, um, old sick boy. <laughs> when it, when I do come back, and 2019 is, is gonna be the year, uh, I think I'm going with JMS, which would be my initials, but I would kinda spell it out.
0: That was actually like my first rap name. I, I used to be GMU.
3: GMU, you Oh, so I was I was almost close with that with that Daddy Gerard Micelli. Yeah. But big, uh, Big Daddy G. <laughs> big, big Daddy G. Um, so I think it would be like JMS, which would be J A Y and then E M S like that, um, mm. kind of phonetically sounded out. Not like how Eminem did, which he did. Um, so I might rethink that too. But it'll be JMS, whether it be the three initials of J M and S, or like J spelled out and then M um, S. That's what I think I'm going with. So, as
0: both of us have been white rappers in our past present any I'm only ha- I, I'm and only half
3: white so I'm half Puerto Rican and half white so um, I have a little more street cred than you so
0: there you go so the, so they'll compare you to Curious and they'll compare me to
3: Eminem <laughs> that would be mighty generous that, of them <laughs> that's a, that's a throwback if, if they went with vanilla ice I would say thank you
0: <laughs> so so like how many I'm curious just like from a rapper standpoint have people like compared you to Eminem before, like
3: in your past? No, I, I sound nothing like Eminem. Um, mm-hmm. I know most white rappers say that, and they do. Yeah. Uh, my voice, I don't, I don't have that type of voice. I don't rap that way. Um, I do like incorporate some of the fast stuff that Eminem would do, but I don't think my voice sounds anywhere near like him. And he's just really good. I don't think I'm like really, really good. <laughs> so gotcha. I, I don't even want to say like. Like, if somebody said I sounded like Eminem, I'd, I'd go, you know, maybe buy them a bagel or something. <laughs> bagel. I, I You know, it's funny. We did a, a POF show. I'll go to and, Bagel Beast Girl with you. Yeah. Eminem. I think they're closed. Yeah. Um, POF sounds nothing like these bands, but, you know, people don't know because pretty unique bands. So someone was like one time, it's like, y- you're like if Eminem wrapped in Metallica. And I'm like... Thank you, but that is wildly inaccurate. Yeah, like it's like my band sounds nothing <laughs> like Metallica. I sound nothing like Eminem, but it was better. I would rather <laughs> we take told you that. that Andy. <laughs> no, some some woman, some woman in the city. <laughs> we have to mention some woman in the city when I was playing a show in Manhattan like eight years ago, and she was hitting on me hardcore. And she must have been like fifteen years older than me, and I was like twenty-two or twenty-three at the time. Oh, I was like, geez. yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not doing this. She's like, hey, how can I? You know, follow your band. I was like, you have Facebook? She's like, no. I was like, you have Twitter? No. You have email? No. She's like, I have a phone, though. And I was like, nah. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. We're not. We're not. I was like, all right, here's here's Dylan's number. <laughs> Hit him up when you want to know about shows. Um, but I, I will take that over someone saying, oh, you guys sound like Limp Bizkit. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> oh.
1: I, I, I said Linkin Park. That's what I say. You know,
3: people say Lincoln Park because that's the only thing that people think to compare it to. But I mean, Gerard I would said Chronic Future. Yeah, I mean that would be more accurate. But even still, we're hev- a lot heavier than them. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like Coheed and Cambria or Dream Theater, sounding if we had a rapper. That's the best I would compare it to. On the new album, I do a lot of singing. Um, I think I d- might do more singing than rapping on the new album. Oh, nice. Um, so it's going to be pretty diverse um but yeah uh, i know that cliche thing is i'm a white rapper who doesn't sound like eminem and my rap rock band does not sound like lincoln park but i would challenge you to go look myself up and my band up and you can come to those conclusions on your own <laughs> oh
0: man we're calling out a lot of bets over here go ahead
3: go <laughs> ahead i'm ready t- i'll take i take my lumps <laughs> If someone said I sounded like Eminem. I would say thank you so much, but uh, you will find. I've that heard him
0: not... rap one time. You sound a lot uh, like Eminem. I, I got... <laughs>
3: Maybe he sounds like a bag of Eminem yeah. just <laughs> getting getting rattled in a microphone, right? It,
1: it, I, if if Eminem had Tourette's, <laughs> 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 he,
3: he kind of does when he raps these days. Oh yeah. Orange peel, what do you
0: think of the, uh, his relatively new album?
3: I mean. It's a heck of a lot better than his other album.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: I mean... that's uh, that song with Beyonce? Oh, God almighty. I mean, Kamikaze is head and shoulders above... Um, what was the other one called? that's, see, Ra- that's so sad, though. No, no, no. Not, not Rap gun. No, no, that,
1: that wasn't an album?
3: What was, it, what was it called? It's not Marshall Mathers 2. No, that no. was one before that. That one was... Okay. It's all right. Uh, Revival. So, Revival. Kamikaze Mace. was head and shoulders above Revival, but... Even if you still go back and listen to like mid two thousands, early two thousands, I'm on drugs. Eminem, (laughs) it, he needs the drugs. (laughs) Like, like talent wise, rapping ability, skill level, the man cannot be touched. Nobody can touch him. But as far as like getting a song together that you want to listen to again, um, you know, it's a little tough on the ears. Like, no, it's it's tough to be like, yo, let me bump back that seven minute song with no chorus of just him rapping rippity-rappity-ho like that song of joy lucas joyner almost outshined him right
0: i i and that's
3: that's the best song on the album Lucky you, yeah. um they both killed it on there i i would dare say that that was a closer matchup of uh talent and skill for two mcs than um eminem and jay-z on renegade right because i think eminem Jay-Z was phenomenal on Renegade, I'm but Eminem say, was such at the peak of his power that he, he beat him on that. I'm
0: going to say this real quick. One of my favorite newer Eminem collaborations is uh, Caterpillar with Royce the Five Nine. That's a great song. With, where It's on Royce's album? I think so. Okay,
3: I haven't heard it. Yeah, somewhere. it came
0: out like summer of 2018. It's okay. really good. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, yeah, Eminem's a... a definitely a legend definitely top five ever definitely technically lyrically ability wise arguably the greatest rapper of all time next to him do i want to do i want to listen to the songs he's putting out yeah once or twice to be like wow he's really good at rapping i knew this already um but do you want to listen to these all the time i don't know it's tough he doesn't have that replayability anymore who's he feuding
0: with now or was oh uh, machine gun Kelly yeah, yeah that's, that's, gun Kelly. That's, uh, got, that's 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 he got that's he
3: got body bagged that yeah was, machine gun Kelly's ten fans stood up for him and, and that was about it uh, <laughs> that, was, that that was a no comparison contest. wise yeah that was a no contest
1: yeah I I remember did, that was over the summer or that was like late last year that was like Juneish know. Julyish yeah I remember everybody was like up in arms like oh my god I'm just like
3: okay. I will say that uh, machine gun Kelly he did come in very strong. Um, and he did have one of the the best disses towards Eminem, which then meant that Eminem just had to come back ten times harder. Yeah, Mita. and I and I actually thought he took it easy on him um, because if you've heard when he was feuding. Ja Rule back in, Ja Rule was getting mentioned way too much on one podcast <laughs> yeah. um, Ja Rule and, and Benzino and those dudes oh I mean, Benzino he was out for like the blood the greatest
0: funeral of hip hop he was out for
3: <laughs> blood and he had DMX with them and he had 50 cent with them and he had D12 with them and they were they were trying to kill these guys Machine Gun Kelly was just like alright yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll respond a week later I'll take it easy on him I don't want to hurt the kid um, and he, he killed him
0: If there was, like, one – I mean, I guess aside from Eminem because we talked about him so much. Yeah. If there was one rapper who's not Christian who you would love to put on, like, Rapzilla, who would you want to, like, talk to to find out more about his or her, like, religious beliefs and stuff, how it's influenced them over time? Hey,
3: that's a a dope question. Um – you know, I think Kanye West would be a super interesting case study oh, <laughs> because, <laughs> um, That's because he's all over the map. And like one day he's a he's uh, a Christian, believes in God. The next day he is the God himself. <laughs> um, or, 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 no, rock or, uh, the God. Himself. Right? Like he puts out a song called "Jesus Walks," but then he puts out a song called "I Am a God." But then he comes back and says he's making a gospel album. But then. Puts out an album that sonically sounds gospel, but is super profane and everything that he's talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not. I've heard gospel before. That's 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 not it, bro. <laughs> this isn't it. Um, uh, he would be interesting to talk to. Um, I mean, Chance the Rapper always talks about being a Christian all the time, very like unashamedly. Um, so I guess, I guess I wouldn't need to talk to him, right? So, um. I don't know. Maybe Lil Wayne, because Wayne Lil Wayne would be interesting. (laughs) Lil Wayne said that you know he he read the Bible when he was in prison and he was changed and uh, supposedly he's off drugs now and whatever. I mean, anybody who kind of references faith or whatever would would be interesting. DMX said if he wasn't a rapper, he'd be a preacher, but then he keeps getting arrested and yeah, you know he's battling the demons of like cocaine and drugs. I uh,
0: love his music. Like his um, later music is yeah. so good.
3: Yeah, and, and every album he puts out, he always puts almost like like a Christian track on there, like at the end, like where he's like praying or he's doing something. Uh, I mean, I think he'd be fascinating to talk to. I mean, anyone who's just going to have a good conversation that's opinionated on and knows something, like I don't want to talk to like I don't want to ask like Lil Yachty <laughs> or Lil Uzi Vert or or one I of these guys. To
0: talk to Lil Yachty. He's like, hey,
3: let's talk about religion what like like it's like no yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i don't who, really know about it i don't really just care put about <laughs> it <laughs> um tattoos
1: on his face oh god um, six nine yeah it's a, yeah six, uh, six
3: okay thank you for reminding me so yeah so i wrote a story about um six nine actually like went to church uh in brooklyn and he got baptized and this pastor had him up in front of the stage and talked about how he believes in God now and all that. So when I wrote that story, the pastor, his name is Clifford Gray, he actually DM'd me on Instagram. He was like, thanks for writing that story, blah blah blah. And he's been very like visible within this whole thing with Takashi. Like he was going to the court cases with him. Like he is Takashi's pastor. Mm. Um he was one of the guests that I was trying to get on uh one of the shows on Phoenix um which I didn't mention before it was called the Sunday sauce. Um, and I actually kind of had him confirmed, but we, we pushed the show back. Um, yeah, it, it, talking to Takashi would be crazy because everyone has this perception of him and, and this persona that he puts on, but maybe he's not really like that. Maybe he is a dude who likes to go to church, but puts on that, you know, facade because that's who he is as an artist. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can always get an interesting conversation, like... I feel like, and with someone like him, that's not something he'll ever talk about on an interview. Like he'll go on Hot ninety seven or, or Power one hundred and five, and he's got to be a tough, guarded guy. Uh, Did you, you see,
0: Soldier Boy's new interview. Yeah, Drake. Drake.
3: Like, but you have you have people like that who are used to talking about the same thing all the time, always being defensive. They got to be tough. They got to be real because they're rappers. Then you hit them with, "Yo, can you tell me about like your faith? Like, do you believe in God stuff?" They're kind of going to let their guard down. It's not something they talk about. You're going to get like an honest, real like opinion and emotion about it, hopefully. Um, So that would be dope. And I mean, I'd love to try to do that at some point. You know, these guys are just, you know, some of these guys are super unobtainable. Right. Um, I mean, Takashi's in jail. He's very unobtainable. But I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's for sure.
3: That's a good question.
0: Let's see, fifty-one minutes. All oh, we're, we're fifty-one minutes. I know, no man. way. Yeah, just by bullshitting this. about life. Wow, <laughs> answer, <man. laughs> Justin, do you have anything additional you would like to promote?
3: Yes, I do, and I guess you'll all be hearing this on Monday. Uh, so, Rapzilla. I'm the editor of Rabzilla.com. The owner, Chad Horton, um, and I, and another coworker named Steven Solis. The three of us have partnered together, and Rapzilla just purchased an – well, it's not an independent. It's another Christian hip-hop website, um, but much smaller, called New H2O. Um, And basically, we're taking the staff that's there, and we're taking everything that's there, and we're going to bring it into our brand, and it's going to be like the minor leagues of Rapzilla. So um, it's going to be an independent artist hub uh, where, you know – You won't have to worry about hearing about the same people that, like, we won't have to post about NF every time he does something on there. This is um, strictly geared for the up-and-comers, the the people who are out there doing it on their own, indie, up to some of the mid-tier guys that deserve more recognition and deserve, like, their own place away from, like, you know, some of the more mainstream, bigger artists. Um, And the plan also with that is that we want it to be like a marketing and distribution um, development zone, almost like the real minor leagues of baseball where you have different levels, single A, double AA, A, triple A, and we want to help these guys advance and develop so they can graduate and make the big leagues and be on Rapzilla and beyond. Um, you know what yeah. You know
0: what I'm thinking in, in regards to that idea? Now, can you imagine, like, let's say you want to endorse, like, five rappers from that? yeah. Can you imagine doing, like, an Instagram story takeover, meaning that you would have one rapper for the whole day of, like, your content. That rapper has the opportunity to have his or her story.
3: Story their day.
0: Story their day on your platform.
3: Um, We've done things similar where we'll do, like, um, say it's, like, a Thursday night and the artist is dropping a record on Friday. We'll have them take over for, like, two hours or something on, like, Facebook Live or Instagram Live. And they can almost do like an album listening party. The story idea is pretty interesting. Um, the problem with that, with stories at least, is that. Um, redundancy? Maybe redundancy. You don't want them to overpost. post. Uh, you know, God forbid they do something that's kind of like off brand. Okay, that's fair. That's and then fair. you're just <laughs> kind of like, hey, uh, that's on our platform. <laughs> Whereas at least if you're doing it live, it's like, you know, it's kind of a thing and it's over, you know, it happens for a There's a sense the of accountability. Right, right. We can always chime in and be like, hey, can you not do that? Um,
0: <laughs> can you be a good boy today?
3: Yeah. I mean, you have more control of it. Like, you're do- they're doing a listening session. They're sitting in front of their computer. They're filming themselves. They're listening to their album. They're taking questions. Like, we don't see him. Like, oh, he's, he's in the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom right now. This is dope. Like, no, what are you doing? That's, that's not good for our brand. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it is an Made interesting idea. Yeah, the we are seeing way too much of your life. Um, but I mean, stuff like that is really cool. One thing I experimented with two weeks ago. There's this rapper named What Up RG. Um, he um, he tweeted out that he just wanted to have an honest conversation, do an interview that was an honest conversation, no promotion, no anything. So I hit him up and I was like. Yo, RG, I'm your guy. Let's just talk. We won't have to talk about your music. Don't promote anything. Let's just talk about whatever. So I actually... We we have this program called Restream. Um, so we streamed live on Facebook, Periscope, Twitch, and YouTube. All at the same time? All at the same That's pretty time. pretty cool. Restream? Restream. Uh, of course, Instagram is lame, and you can't do anything from a desktop. Mm. So we couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, so all of our platforms, for the exception of Instagram had me interviewing uh, RG live, and we spoke about five minutes, uh, not five minutes, uh, 50 minutes, and people were leaving stuff in the comments, and you know, it was really dope interview. I like prepared questions, but it was more like like conversational talking points. Like, you know, why did you wanna have this honest conversation? I'm, I'm reading through your Twitter, and you seem to be, you know, going through some stuff. You know, what's this thing? What's something that you think Rabzilla can do better as an artist? You know what, what's something you wish to see and I, I didn't ask him anything about what he's doing he actually eventually offered up some of that information without my prompting but like it just felt like really cool like i was sitting in my pjs i was sitting in my daughter's bed with the laptop uh while she was sleeping in another room doing it. there was actually work going on right outside the room so it's so it's so like live and at the moment it's an, and it's at 10 o'clock at night that you actually hear like drilling going on my power went out, like, three or four times because they were working on electrical. It's and you, always see my lights, you, li- you see my lights flickering on like it's a disco going in <laughs> and out. And this is, you know, live in front of thousands of people. And that's the beauty of live things. But it was still kind of cool. Like, it captured, like, a feeling. It wasn't rehearsed. Um, it wasn't prepared or anything, and we just we just went at it. So we're going to tr- be trying to do more stuff like that because that's, like, organic. Yeah. People like that, that real stuff. Does
0: your daughter have, like, a... You know, even though she's rel- of course she's young and everything. She just turned
3: two on Monday. Do
0: you think she kind of has a sense as to what you do? No. Like no, in no, any no. sense or shape or form.
3: No, she has no idea. She's probably like, why is is dad always home and mom goes to work? <laughs> why yeah. Why is he always here? He never <laughs> goes away. I'd rather I'd much rather have mom home. Um, no, I, I mean, I try to like expose her to a lot of music and stuff. Like I made a beat last night. And I played it for her this morning, and she started going like this. Oh, really? That's cool. And then when it was done, she said, "She says more and more." So I was like, "Hey, you like it? Well, one person at least liked <laughs> it. I, I got one person." Come on, biggest um, fan. Yeah, she has no idea. I mean, she just turned two on Monday, but I'd love to raise her like super musical, and I want her to be creative. And you know, she's she already seems kind of free spirited. She'll just start dancing, or she's really funny. I mean a lot of babies are funny because, you know, they don't know anything. But she I feel like sometimes she's intentionally like doing something to be funny. I was like, You have comedic timing? Right. I was like, this is exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't created a genius baby. You <laughs> um, you're you're, yeah.
1: you're funnier than Jerry. What, what's going on? Well, I mean that's well, I mean you know, uh, that's
3: that's not tough. Yeah. That's <laughs> definitely not tough. <laughs> um yeah, so I mean, she has no idea what do. She's probably what? What does this big tall guy do all day? <laughs> he sits in his room on the computer,
1: in his PJs all
3: day. <laughs> tries Tries to rap all the time. Fortnite, you know. No, stuff. no, no Fortnite <laughs> for me. Uh, no, I got no time for video games. Uh, I still play Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. There you go. I've been playing um, MLB Two K Eleven. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the last baseball game that they made for 360. So that's the latest one I have. There you go, That's what man. I've been doing. Whenever I have like a free 40 minutes, I'll throw that on. Um, but, man, I'm always writing. I'm going through like hundreds of emails a week, posting people's music. I'm doing interviews. Now I got another website that I got to take care of, another team. I work my 8 to 10 hours at Phoenix. I do some freelancing, some Press releases and social media for businesses and artists on the side. I'm running shows on Saturdays. I got another job where I'm making playlists. Um, I do marketing for my uncle's company. I got like six jobs. I got no time for video games. I got I, you. This, this podcast, I was like, okay, I can fit this in after a doctor's appointment at 9 o'clock. Right. Um, this is like the freest I ever will be is at like 9 o'clock. I like it. On a Thursday. And usually I'm not. Right. Um, so This took this us like
0: a <laughs> month
1: to make happen, by the way. I know.
3: I know. <laughs> yeah, you, this,
1: this is me. Like, every every week for a podcast, we like, did you get Justin? No, I'm doing, doing it now. Well, two did you time, get Justin? No, no, no.
3: <laughs> two times you canceled, right? Yeah. Or well, one I'm, time... It was once, I think and then was, I and then I canceled once. I think
1: it was a snowstorm or snowstorm something.
3: And then the other time it was you were like, "Can you come?" And I was like, "Jerry, isn't that New Year's Day?" And you were like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah." You were like something like we could do a special New Year's episode. I'm like, I'm not doing a New Year's <laughs> episode. I, I got yeah, this. Was
1: Jerry? And Jerry was like, Cush, "We can do a New Year's episode." I'm like, Jerry, like. I know, you're having your party the night before and I don't know if I, it's appropriate. I mean had I known it was
3: two minutes away, maybe we could've made it happen yes, a little a little sooner. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, had I known that I could like poke out my ass and be like, What's up bro? Let's podcast right in the street. <laughs> uh, you know, that would, that would just, <laughs> just run a power line. Yeah. yeah, a big a big extension cord with, with uh XLR cables yeah, with XLR everywhere. XLR cables on the, um, the street. <laughs> yeah vision. <laughs> I mean I'm super busy but I'm trying to get it all focused together Oh let me let me throw one more plug in there I'm sorry to be all pluggy um, Plug-y. I'm working on a book uh, nice. and I have a podcast my podcast is called Survival of the artist. And I interview a ton of um, indie artists, mostly... Especially these indie artists. Wait, yeah.
1: wait, is, is this the same podcast that we were on, or is this...
3: No, no, movie? that's a okay. different one. I gave that one up because my my um, band wasn't really into doing it with me. So I was like, I just got to do this on my own.
1: Wait, do you want to know what's funny about the podcast? Because I was mentioning to, to Jerry was... Yeah. the la- Last week's episode, we were talking about... Um, the sequel to the movie that never got made. Yes, the yeah, Still, yeah, yeah. And the irony of it was that was our first interview with you on your podcast. And now with the week later, we have you on this yeah. podcast. Yeah, so there you it's, go. It's, so it's all worked out. Yeah, yeah.
3: But, like, I, I've, I've come to the, the point now at 30 years old, and I came to this point last year, but really focusing in on it, is, like, my whole life I tried to, like, do things with people and bring people with me let's push the band let's push this magazine that i don't own let's you know do this i want to give this person opportunity i want to start a label and sign all my friends and you know what nobody ever does as good as a job or pushes as hard as you will do it yourself so i came to this so i came to this realization it's and you know call me selfish a little bit but like And I don't think it's selfish. Like, I have a very limited time. I just told you my schedule is super busy. So when I want to do something, it's either – and that's where the 30-year-old part comes in because I have a family and everything. If I'm going to do something, it's either going to make me money or it's going to help me move somewhere to make money because I have people to look after. My time, I feel – I spent like the first first half of my professional career doing things for free or for no money – to try to get to where I am now as a professional, where I can make money, and I feel like I deserve a little bit of respect. Exactly. Uh, and you know, I got a family to look after, it and I, of course, I'll do freebies. You know, for friends, I do stuff. You know, every once in a while, but like, if it's taking up, if it's taking up my time, like I need to be paid, or I need to see where it's going to go to right. advance me. So i mean one of these things I have is this podcast, "Survival of the Artist" uh, podcast. Um, it's uh, on SoundCloud. I am about to shoot, or not shoot, it's audio. I'm about to do my 14th episode, 13th episode. Um, Most of the guys are in the Christian hip-hop space because that's in the space that I'm in. But I talk to indie artists and basically, like, how do you guys make it, you know, without a label, without any support? What did you do to get to where you're at now? And basically run the gamut of, like, 10 similar questions every episode but more geared towards them And lots of people listen to it and they learn. It's it's cool because my podcast like only artists listen to it, Mm. and up and coming artists and they they learn from it and they're like, wow, I can see like like this guy no big deal that you mentioned. I could see how no big deal got from you know his his parents' house to like where he's at now, touring the country with Lecrae and and being signed to Capitol Records. Um, So it's kind of inspirational in that sense, and it's an honest conversation um so i'm going to take and and that podcast is going to move over to new h2o which i'm really excited about um and the other thing i do is i do a ton of artist tips on twitter and i'll do hashtag artist tip and basically i'll see something that somebody does wrong when they send an email or they submit to rapzilla or i see some foolery by an artist and my artist tips would basically just be like don't do this I won't ever call the person out what they did, but, like, if the person sent a really crappy email that was like, yo, sup, here's my music, and it drops a link, says no other information, super informal, I'll be like, hashtag artist tip, be professional when you send an email because if I see something that's not professional, I'm going to delete it, even if you're the best rapper. Like, stuff like that. Or artist tip, always make sure, you know, the spelling is correct or have good high-profile images or, you know... You know, be consistent with social media, whatever. So I get tons of engagement on, on that on Twitter. Um, so someone said to me, why don't you turn those tweets into a book? And, I was, and that was an idea I had, but I forgot. It's like, because I'm too busy. So when the person said that, I was like, yo, you're right. I got to turn it into a book. So I actually requested my whole Twitter archive from Twitter. So I've been going back through like eight years. Luckily, all my artist tips are from the last two years. Right. Um, <laughs> Um so I'm compiling all of them and then I'm basically going to just open up each one like take one and instead of like your one Twitter sentence limitation of what it is whatever characters you know I'll write a page about that and then I'm going to release that as an ebook uh to sell you know and ebooks are cheap maybe 3.99 2.99 and I'm going to call it um survival oh man what did I call it it's going to be like survival of the artist and then um you know the the key the key to survival for an independent artist in today's age something i totally botched the name i i only thought of the name once and i tweeted out this is what my book's going to be called and then i didn't look at it again Mm. but the beginning of it it's, it's going to be like it's going to coincide with the survival of the artist podcast and and um they kind of work hand-in-hand hand together. So it's just taking those tips and putting them out on Let paper. Let me know when that's people done. People to buy. That sounds pretty interesting. I'm excited. Basically, it's – I mean, all the tips are there. So I just have to f- take them all, compile them, and then, you know, write it out. So I'm hoping to drop that in the spring. Um, so that and my podcast. Um,
0: We're going to do our own uh, How to Do a Great Podcast. Yeah. yeah. From yeah. me and Christian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to,
3: so, so how, to, how
1: to fire your co-host <laughs>
3: how to share a microphone with someone you don't want to ah. uh, Yeah. So, so to sum it up my band is Process of Fusion my main gig website is com. also check out Phoenix Studios check out podcast Survival of the Artist the book is coming soon the album is coming soon and uh, hopefully me not being busy is coming soon there you go. Uh, but that's it. I, thank you, guys. This was a lot of fun. Really I really appreciate it. Best, Justin. I'm really trying. I'm trying to be the best at everything I do.
1: There you go. The best in the
2: world. I love you. <laughs>